0: everybody welcome back to emerald city hockey post-game live presented by flatstick pub Uh, wanted to welcome everybody back rj with a win unfortunately fate had other plans for us this evening as the kraken fall 3-2 to the flyers it was a hard-fought game though right with with the kraken coming off of an extended absence the flyers you know they did not have a bye week following the all-star game they they were able to still you know kind of be in game shape up to game speed, all that kind of stuff. And for the most part, as we talked about it with our patrons at the end of the live game commentary, we were feeling like, you know, Kraken had some rough, rough spots, but you know, they, they kind of figured out some of that stuff. Right. They got it back.
1: Yeah, they got it back a little bit as the game went on. I mean, this was a tough situation to be in from the start. This is something that Ron Francis even pointed out last week when talking about the schedule and how it all came out. Where This was the Flyers' third game back from the All-Star break, Kraken's first. And so you knew the name of the game early on was just going to kind of be to survive. Don't lose the game early. Make sure you're within striking distance. They were able to accomplish that. They just couldn't get over the hump late in the third. And so we kind of break down, you know, why that is. But yeah, tough game to have such a close result when every point matters as much as it does.
0: Yes, definitely. I mean, you you got the the one team playing games, the other team hasn't. You've got the cross-country road trip aspect of it. It was a tough spot for the Kraken, for sure. Um, Before we get into all of it, because there is plenty that the Kraken could still work on uh, that we talked about and we will talk about on this, just want to remind everybody, as I give another uh, shout-out to Flat Stick Pub for sponsoring this, that we have our watch party in just three days, RJ. Just three days, you will be at the South Lake Union location of Flat Stick Pub for that watch party uh for the Kraken game against the new york islanders it is a 4:30 start and again we just want to remind everybody we would love to have a great turnout there for that and uh let flatstick you know know what the ech community is all about as we host our first event there
1: yeah it's going to be a great time we could watch the game together we're going to have some fun intermission entertainment along with some prizes to give away and then hey if you Want to be on post game live? I'm going to be joining from Flatstick Pub. We're going to have the chance, hopefully, for some of you to, you know, you can enter the comment in chat here, or you can be at Flatstick Pub and join along with a question of your own, actually from the watch party. So that's going to be a real fun aspect to the post game show. Um, so if you want to maybe be on the post game show, if you want to have a really fun time, watch the game with me, uh, then come to Flatstick Pub. That would be on the 13th. Man, it's only three days away.
0: I know. I'm excited three days away I know it's it's exciting stuff um also exciting got to come some super chats here to kick us off uh as we talk about this game first one from Sean this team is so bad offensively and in no position to do anything about that and yeah I mean this has been the name of the game all season for the Kraken is they just need to score more right like they need somebody who can step up and score the big goal when they need it or they need need to do it based off of depth and here was another game where. The Kraken were going to need four to win it, and they couldn't get to that mark, right? And it was just a struggle at times as they played basically down one for the vast majority of this game. It was a struggle just for them to tie it up uh, both times that they did. They were able to work hard enough for that one, but they were just never able to get ahead.
1: Right. It's something we've covered on multiple deep dive podcasts where this is just kind of what the Kraken are offensively. They don't have that game breaker, that difference maker that can just bust through in a game like this and and score a tying goal almost by himself. And yeah, they're not really in a position to do anything about that until this offseason. Then a whole lot of options open up. But right now, I mean, they kind of have to live with the way things are right now and just try and find contributions up and down the lineup or just try and prevent those extra goals.
0: Yeah, it's it is weird to talk about them, you know, when they're healthy, you have so many, you know, guys in the lineup that you you know, you're you're talking about scratching Ty Cartier. But then at the same time, you're like, can this offense generate enough? Right? Like it's it's kind of like this weird situation the Kraken find themselves in there. Um and yeah, I don't think, you know, even if they were doing a little bit better, I don't know that they were gonna realistically be able to add much to it deadline-wise, in part because there are just so many bodies there
1: right i mean with the with the depth there's just so many guys like who do you scratch you have to bring somebody that goes up to the top of the lineup right yeah a top six kind of guy and those players are very very expensive the deadline because you're competing with real stanley cup contenders who are willing to yeah. mortgage the future for a guy like that to put them over
0: the top right and the kraken just aren't there um no. schultz with the super chat look like a team off a of bye week versus team on the third game yeah it Certainly for the, for the first bit, and we talked about this during the live game commentary. You give the crack in the first period, right? Knock off the rust, get used to game speed, right? Like there is there, I talked about it. There's no way to simulate game speed, right? That is just something you have to get back into, and you have to find your footing. I'm willing to give them the first 20 minutes there, and you know what. The Kraken looked very rusty in those first 20 minutes. You were seeing passes just kind of off from each other. Uh, They were giving up a couple breakaways to the Flyers. Joey looked a little rusty, right? Especially with that second Flyers goal in this one. That was one that was, you know, wasn't a great one to give up. That's for sure. But after that, it felt like the Kraken did break through that kind of rust aspect, RJ, right? Joey stepped up. He was making a lot of saves. A lot of other guys in the lineup seemed to. It was just they still just had these long stretches. I mean, two separate 10 minute stretches without a shot. Just got to do more than that.
1: Right. I mean, sometimes it's as simple as that. You just have to get more pucks to the net. And I mean, there was rust all around Joey after that second. I mean, that's the softest goal that he is allowed in. I mean, what maybe all season I he's played so well. I can't remember another one like that, but he was dialed in afterwards. So he he did what he needed to do after that. But yeah, the rust just never fully got shaken off. We expected to see them come out really strong in the second period, right? That's kind of what we were talking about. Yeah. Get that intermission under you, make some adjustments and go out there, take over this game. And it just didn't really happen for them.
0: No. And it didn't really come together in the third period either when they needed it. Got outshot 14 to two in the third. That's I mean, again, this is a game you were down by one for almost all of it. You you need to be a little bit better than that. Um, Light with the super chat here. Frustrating loss. Not as bad as last game, which very true. I will say that, um, but still not good. Maddie, Joey and Riker look good tonight, at least. Yeah, Maddie, RJ almost had a goal. He had a goal for a little while.
1: He did. Yeah. Briefly uh, on the Tatar goal. I guess he had tipped that puck or they thought he did gave it to him at the intermission, took it back away, um, which unfortunate because that would have been a much needed confidence boost for him. I think we were looking Mm -hmm. back and it would have been his first goal in over a month and his, his third goal since November.
0: Yeah. And, and, and it was a great play from him too, right? Like that's something that we don't often see Maddie do the kind of moving screen in front like that, but it's such a valuable tool. It's such a valuable thing, especially against a, you know, a goaltender like Cal Peterson, who's, you know, he's not a world beater right uh, in net for the flyers tonight. So you get bodies in front of him, you take away his sight lines and yeah, it would have been a great one. Cause I would love to see Maddie play like that more in the future. Right. And so to have him be rewarded in that now, personally, I would say, They got the goal, right? Tatar scores the goal anyway. It's not like the goal didn't count or something, right? Which is a whole other side of this goal uh, that we could talk about. But the the goal was still scored and it was still scored because of what Maddie did net front, right? Like that is what allows this goal to happen. So I still hope that he takes that lesson away. But uh, I do got to think that, you know, getting back on the board in over a month would would be a lot better for that Probably. It would.
1: And getting rewarded for, again, that's what you were begging somebody, anybody to do is just go to the net, get those kind of crossing screens and just and try and get a tip or something in there.
0: Yeah. Uh, Lindsay kicked things off in chat with, we waited 10 days for that. Straight up, not a fun game to watch. Yeah, it was not the most entertaining Kraken game. That is for sure. Right. Like, again, you have two 10 minute stretches without a shot on goal. Granted, you did hit a post in one of those 10 minute stretches Not a great consolation prize. I will give everybody that. Um, it, It was tough. Like, this is still a problem for the Kraken. They need to figure out a way to generate offense more. And look, you have enough depth, right? And these are guys with enough skill that you should be able to find a way to do that more consistently than they do, I feel like.
1: Right. It, it doesn't take everybody all at once. It just takes somebody has to kind of be the ones to step up. And uh, unfortunately, I think when you see a team like Philly that knows what they're all about, that can you know defend in the way that they do, you know, we're later in the game. They're good at kind of suppressing those shots. You can kind of just shut down everybody. You shut down one line, you shut down everyone and, and you see that. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't the most exciting game in those stretches to watch. And I see the comment from Brooke RJ needs some caffeine trying to, to mask that. Young. But yeah, sitting and streaming for a long time, you know, not really conducive to that.
0: Yes. I uh, know it is, it is. It can be a little tough. Uh, another super chat here from that Kraken fan page official. What the heck is up with the offense? This is way worse than last year. Way worse. Thanks, guys. I mean, some of it was the natural, um, you know, shooting percentage regression that we had talked about. We talked about this over the offseason. Kraken probably weren't going to be there. Um, We talked, though, that one of the ways to offset that would be the power play showing up, right? Because the power play was really bad last year. Power play went 0 for 3 tonight. They did not show up on a night like tonight. That's, That's the difference, right? Flyers get a power play goal. Kraken don't. Flyers one by one. You can argue that special teams makes the difference there. Um, so there's that element to it. But I also just feel like there's, I know there isn't a dynamic presence. There isn't that point per game player on this Kraken roster, but there, you can still do stuff. Like There's still things that teams have been successful. I mean, St. Louis Blues won a cup kind of without one of those guys, right? Because you adjust the offense around it. You get pucks to the net. You have guys net front. You go for moving screens like on the Tatar goal, the way Maddie does that you play to those things to generate goals beyond just our guy was better and made the play happen. Right. But it just feels like that's just not going to be part of this team's identity.
1: Right. And I think also you didn't necessarily have a guy that was stepping up and being that superstar, but you had a line that was doing it. You had a line that was a proper first line for you. And that was the Yanni Gord line, basically all the way up into the all-star break. They were doing the heavy lifting. They were generating offensively. They were doing the work and they were kind of invisible tonight. I thought.
0: Yeah, I, they, they were, I mean, they, I really wouldn't outside of Yanni Gord's penalty. When, when were we talking about him? Right. tolvenin hardly ever, never yeah. yeah. Right. Bjorkstrand even. Yeah. It was a, it was a tough night for them. Uh, Coop with the super chat here, zero shots on goal for 10 plus minutes while trailing. Uh, can't be tried. Maybe rusty. I don't know if this team can turn it on. Kind of feels like maybe, um, uh, maybe to plan for the future. Uh, there's still time right you got to give them till the trade deadline they can still turn this around but yes on a night where St Louis picks up points calgary picks up points you, you're coming off of that loss against the sharks right before the big long break that you've had cracked need to get w's they need points in the standings like that is at the end of the day what ultimately matters doesn't matter if they're one nothing victories if they're nine eight victories doesn't matter it's two points in the standings that's what matters and yeah it That's what the Kraken just need to focus on right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, the margin for error just keeps getting slimmer and slimmer, although I I will say, you know, it's tough to judge them on the first game back from a break. It's always difficult. You look at last year and last year's team was legit. They're one game away from the Western Conference final, right? I think Mm -hmm. they had their worst game of the entire season. The first game after the All-Star break coming back. I get that game against the Islanders getting shut out for nothing. This was a better effort than that. You know, if they're able yeah. to turn it around and look convincingly good next game, I'd be more willing to write this off, but yeah, you can't drop those points. That's, that's what it comes down to.
0: Right. And well, and it, like I said, it's, it's the fact that they dropped a lot of points already this year too. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's it. So it's compounded. Yeah. I think like it, the San
1: Jose it, game before the break bothers me a heck of a lot more than this
0: one. Yeah, well, yes. Cause that, that was just such a bad team to lose to. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's, Like I said, I I just feel like I want to see, it's not that I want to see more effort. Like the guys have effort. It's, it's that I want to see more, I guess, uh, systematically from them, right? Like I want to see more of them trying to generate offense rather than trying to rely on the guys to just, you know, get time and space, right? Like they don't do a lot of even generating that for themselves. I love the Tatar goal, the way he sits in that pocket with nobody around him. He gives himself time and space. That's a very smart play absolutely love it you read the defense perfectly but you can't rely on your guys reading the defense perfectly all the time right and so that's where i feel like this is the time of year we've seen them go through an eight game eight game losing streak where they did shake it up a little afterwards and it jump started the team they went on a big long win streak all everything was good i am starting to get back to that point of i wonder if it's time to shake things up a little bit you know, coaching wise, not not like changing the coach, but from a from a schematic standpoint, and and see if you can then start generating a little bit more than this.
1: Maybe, but I mean, when do you have time to do it? There's well, just no time that's to practice it, right?
0: But then this becomes the the dynamic, and I would love everybody's opinion on this. I know there's a ton of chats we got to catch mm-hmm. up on, but th- this becomes the dynamic we could cut them slack for you know the fact that they had the extended break the flyers didn't um you could cut them slack for this next week where you have you know a bunch of games on a on an east coast road trip coming after your long break and everything but the bottom line is okay maybe we give them we cut them slack for those games but if everybody else wins and you lose and you're now 10 12 points out of a wild card spot it doesn't matter yeah, the
1: standings don't cut you any slack.
0: No, like so at some point you just have to get it done regardless of how you do it, where you find the time to 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 change things or not. You just have to start, start doing it. Like that's just the end of the yeah. day. It's results driven business.
1: Yeah, and Byron said last year's team went into the break in first. They could afford a bad rusty game.
0: Yeah, very different situation. Um, Seth with the super chat. That last tap in goal at the last second was just salt on the wound. So unnecessary. At least it didn't count.
1: (laughs) Yeah, didn't count. Yeah, missed it by about (laughs) half a second.
0: We could go off of that, but yeah, that was, that is tough. I mean, look, I don't, I don't mind players going for it in the day and age of contract incentives. You never oh, know yeah. when something like that makes the difference of you, you know, making a bunch of money at the end of the year. So I don't I'm always know how much time's left it. on the board too. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, at least it didn't count for, for the Kraken's sake. sake um, nine game win streak feels like it was a long time ago from B I know Pablo. Hey guys, we tried, but no playoffs this season. I think Mark cast only the Kraken can suffer from having too much Rest. ain't that the truth <laughs>
1: totally.
0: we were talking because so many of the things like with that sharks game too we were like look they just need to get there right they need to get healthy they need to you get rid of all the illnesses in the locker of all that stuff and it's like oh now, now you're not you don't have that anymore hopefully you don't um this team is running out of chances to turn uh in games like that from aaron definitely agreed um wake me up when jagger is lighting the nhl up from a <laughs> I mean, we talked about him. He's certainly lighting up the CHL. Um, Christian, I know it's just one game after the all-star break, but how's everyone feeling about our playoff chances? Probably not great based on this.
1: Yeah, not great. I mean, again, they're they're not super, they're not out of it, but, you know, they're going to have to look a lot better. They're going to have to find that game that they had during their big win streak, right? If they don't start to look like that team again, and soon they're in real trouble. And, right. I, you know, I can see some of the comments in here, you know, Sean, you know, Coop this, This just does not look like a playoff team on SOT. You know, they aren't a playoff team. That seems like, you know, kind of the consensus in here.
0: Right. Well, based on the last two games we've seen from them, I understand why people would say that, right? That the team of that
1: two games is not a playoff team.
0: No, it's not. And you look at the standings and you see the Kings and the Blues occupying the two wild card spots. They have four more points than the Kraken, but they both have games in hand. Right. Right. And as we saw earlier, four points can sometimes be a lot of points to make up even though it's only 2 games in theory.
1: Yeah, when there's so many teams there too.
0: Yeah. And actually
1: is- I really going back in the schedule, I was I said, you know, the Kraken of the last 2 games really are not don't look like a playoff team. 2 games is an insanely small sample size, but I look back the Kraken of the last 9 games don't look like a playoff team.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's been an issue for them. That's what I'm saying. Like I do feel like it's time for them to to change things up a little bit with how they're playing, see if they can try to try to generate more chances. You, you've got the goaltending, right? Like Joey, yes, he was rusty. That 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 second goal looked terrible, but then he stepped up in a big way. He made some fantastic saves for you down the stretch in this one. Got to imagine he'll continue to do so for you the rest of the way. Got to, you just got to find a way to score. Like that is the thing that holds this team back right now.
1: Yeah, that's the um, area to focus on.
0: Yes. Uh, Lindsay, generally don't think I've enjoyed watching this team play since the Chicago wins. So many frustrating games in there. This is hard to watch. I mean, go into what we were just talking about, right? Like it's been it's been a struggle for them. Even the wins have been a real struggle. Uh, it feels like the, the last yeah. little bit. <laughs> Lindsay, um, also,
1: maybe the real playoffs was the Winter
0: Classic win we made along the way. I mean, there is that like this season will always be known for that. And that's a pretty good thing mm-hmm. to be known for watching Joey get the first shutout in Winter Classic history. Like there's positives there yeah. for sure um they're missing the grit they had last season second fewest comeback wins in the nhl 10 days off no excuses anymore from nicole i mean that is another thing right we we saw that graphic we talked about that um during the live game commentary kraken tied with the flyers for dead last in the nhl as far as third period comeback wins right like their record they only have one win against the flyers earlier this season but only one win all season long when trailing entering the third period I don't know many playoff teams that could say that.
1: No, and I think it comes down to a lack of firepower, really. Just, you know, the star that can kind of take over a game, you know, at certain points. And I mean, I think the Kraken are probably now an outright last, given that they lost this one after trailing.
0: and Right. But the Flyers weren't trailing, so the Flyers wouldn't make up ground. Right.
1: Well, right. Oh, well, oh, yeah, force yeah. For the Flyers, it, if they were tied, yeah, that's true. Then the they're extra tied. loss yeah, should put right. them. But yeah, anyway, don't. let's not us. worry about that. But still, I mean, you look at a team like the Flyers. Also, you look at the teams that are on the bottom, like the Flyers don't have a superstar. They're, they're built kind of similarly from an offense production standpoint. It relies on just everybody lines one through four doing the hard work they need to do and just manufacturing goals however you can you know, it's, you're never going to see a team like Edmonton or Colorado at the bottom of a stat like that. They've got superstars that can take over
0: a game and come back. Right, exactly. And so again, though, it feels, it feels weird to keep harping on that. Like, like, yes, that is the difference between them and the teams that are in the playoffs pretty solidly right now, but also at the same time, it's like the, there's nothing you can do about it either. (laughs) That's the frustrating part, right? Like we can identify the problem, but we, you can't implement a solution and it's, not great. Um let's see. Uh yeah, people not not think the playoff odds are are pretty good here. Um I really don't know if this team is just going to turn it on this year, not this group. I think it's about a week away from being time to plan for the future from Coop. I like I said, I think you give them the month. Um but yeah, if they keep playing like this, it, you know, yeah. it'll work itself out. Right. I um, mean, there's
1: there's the trade deadline, you know. That's that's March 9th. That's happening. There's there's a date right. for that. You
0: yeah. Know, that's your decision date. Yeah um let's see uh in better news than this loss i'm leaving la and head back to the pacific northwest good for you jake (laughs) i know lots (laughs) of that stuff gotta miss those cheap crypto arena ticket prices though oh yeah um let's see kraken are now one seventeen and 2 when trailing after two periods that's i mean it's a it's a heck of a record there that is that is for sure
1: what was it last season you remember, does anyone I, I bet Viren could find that in like five yeah, seconds, but not probably. to put that on her. But anyway, <laughs> I was
0: gonna say um, some calls to start selling all that kind of stuff. Uh, Pablo need to beat the Devils in their next game. No doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, and that's the that's the tough spot about this, right? You got back to back next. Oh, that's right. right. <laughs> like Monday, Tuesday, like here we go. Doesn't get any easier. And then a game on Thursday, I believe
1: yes monday so tuesday thursday
0: three, yeah so you have three games in your in four days after tomorrow like it's just it's brutal but and again, then three days off right right but and again that's a really brutal stretch and it would be really easy to cut them slack but again you you, you haven't put yourself you can't in afford the, it yeah you can't afford it you didn't give yourself the 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 leeway to to do that um kraken have no chance to get to first overall we'd have to lose every single game yeah for the people who are thinking about tanking down that is yeah you're you're caught in no man's land right now basically if we're being yeah. real about the kraken situation like you have much better chances of making the playoffs than you do securing the first overall pick so, much much better so yeah. in that sense you got to go for that but yeah um ricky prep for that offer sheet for petterson <laughs>
1: Let's go. Let's go. Let's yeah. Do it. And then, and then light with the super chat here. Ask Rangers what a sign and trade for Kako costs.
0: I don't, he wouldn't fix this though. No, he doesn't. He, he he's not one of those like transcendent guys. Yeah. No, he's more of the same. Like, I don't, I don't think that that would, um, really really help all that much r- realistically yeah. uh, and Lindsay, then, like while we're on yeah go ahead yeah good no no go for I
1: it. say well, while we're on the topic cuz it's further down in chat but I see from like Viren just asking an interesting I, I love these kind of hypotheticals even though mm-hmm. it's not something they'd really do but like if prior if the priority is this year's performance because the franchise simply cannot afford to miss the playoffs this year who might we be available if we were willing to part with Shane Wright plus Note, I think this is a bad idea, but I also yeah. think refusing to sell it all because they aren't mathematically eliminated and are afraid of the NBA and overseas ticket holders is also a bad idea.
0: I mean, Jake Gensel is probably the best you could hope to do, right? Absolutely. He would be the guy uh, to go after. It's tough, right? Because like, I like Jake Gensel, but like, we also still need to see Jake Gensel away from Pittsburgh. Away from, right, Sid- away Sidney, from Crosby. Sidney Crosby. Right. Like, And so... You know, I've heard him connected to Edmonton. Well, that's fine. He can go from Sidney Crosby to one of Dreisaitl or McDavid. He'll probably be okay. There's no Crosby McDavid person on the Kraken, right? Like, who is the guy who's taking a lot of pressure off Gensel and letting him be open at times or feeding him, you know, great passes the way those guys do on this team?
1: Alex Wenberg
0: (laughs) I legit think he would be the best guy to play with him right but but like still that's a huge difference so I don't know what like level of production Jake Gensel would realistically have on the roster.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's a huge question mark and on an expiring deal. Like, it's it's a bad idea all yeah, around, but, it is.
0: but, but, but that's probably the, the most talented guy that fits the, the need person. they have. Yes, he is the get. he is the person, uh, Lindsay, enough with the stupid penalties. Even when you kill them off, it's still two very valuable minutes off the clock. Yes. I mean, that is what helped contribute to those long stretches without a shot was we had multiple iffy penalties. I think the big one was the, the Will Borgen delay of game one. Right, like yeah. that one was unforced brutal. error. That one was brutal. We could debate the Alexiak one, um, but again, it was it just came at a bad time for the Kraken. Yeah, like you just can't afford that in that moment. Um, right, but yes, that's that that a problem for them.
1: Took under three minutes here to to get this. Last year they were three twenty two and one
0: when trailing after two. All right, so see they weren't very good last year either. I... We get. <laughs> there's time to beat that yeah three, there is three 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 wins i wonder if that's a typical
1: way. if that's just a typical record if teams like really I mean, yeah are i would imagine it wouldn't af, trailing after two because it does also capture a lot of games where you're losing by a lot of goals like yeah. the, the one i really was you know just trailing by one goal after two
0: yeah no i wouldn't imagine that any team would be a you know certainly above 500 much less yeah. close to 500 but it's, it's They're still not good, right? You're talking about three mm-hmm. wins in a year out of 82. Um, let's see. The Titanic has less rust on it than this team from Edward. <laughs> good one. Uh, Mason, I think it's very evident at this point that Riker Evans is going to be a good top pair offensive defenseman, but he is not NHL ready yet. I think he's NHL ready, but I think just for what he is doing right now. Right, like yeah. there is still he's still making rookie mistakes, but that's fine. He's got to make them at some point, so he might as well make them now. Um, and and you're sheltering him minutes wise because of it. And we were talking about this because we floated a, a Chris Tanov trade during the, the thing, right? And and how that would shake out for the defense, and it would probably mean Riker gets sent down, Borgan gets pushed down the lineup. Who runs your your other power play? Right, you have Vince Dunn as a power play guy. They have nobody else on their blue line who can run a power play. We came up with the best solution when we go five forwards. And so I think that's also partly why we're seeing Riker right now is because he can run the power play. So that kind of means he has to be here at this level right now. I know there's Justin Schultz, but. Well, I mean, but they're
1: basically interchangeable. One of him or Schultz would be the second power play quarterback.
0: Aside from that, they don't really have anybody. Right. And Riker's been better than Schultz, seemingly. I think so. I would say so. Like, I think everybody would probably agree. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And
1: speaking of Schultz. Yeah. Sean says, surprise, we haven't discussed the Schultz situation. Like seeing someone saying his wife is pregnant. I saw that, too. But I, like, I just saw somebody talk about it. So I can't confirm or whatever. But hopefully that's all it is.
0: Yeah. I mean, that would be the best reason uh, for, yeah. for his absence, um, for sure. Uh, And Haxtell did
1: say this morning, he's like, he'll be back with us in like a couple days or something. So he said it won't be a long term thing.
0: Yeah. So that's that that bodes well, too. Um, Let's see. Unfortunately, this team is what it is after 50 games They can't score enough and are getting zero production from Maddie Berikovsky, Everly, etc. It's really tough. I mean, you know, Maddie, we've talked about extensively this year and and the kind of effort and production he brings that isn't counting stats based. And I feel like tonight was a night where we did a lot of that with Berkey. (laughs) Right. There was like Mm -hmm. lots of moments where Andre Burakovsky was really like putting in work and doing some good stuff. There was times where he was the best defender on this entire team where he was making plays defensively way more than the defensemen were. But yes, it's not he's not putting point, you know, pucks in net. He's not producing a ton of points like it's again at the end of the day, like you can have all these great players. But if just nobody's scoring, nobody's scoring and you're not winning, unfortunately. Right.
1: Yeah, you, you, somebody has to break through with the production. Like it, it's fine if if other people are doing it. Yeah. But I don't. Know, I did like what I saw from Berkey tonight, though.
0: Yeah, uh, Christian, I get teams go through streaks, but I'm so confused. Is this team good or not, or is this just what hockey is like? We've both watched a lot of hockey. I don't remember a team that was as streaky as this.
1: No, this team is exceptionally streaky. I think you look league wide over the last decade or so. You can find teams that were more streaky, but I mean, this, this team is exceptionally streaky. I mean, gosh, really, you could just separate it out to eight or nine game chunks and they just look entirely different.
0: Yeah, no, they like only play in streaks. There's like no, like back and forth to it at all. Um, And I like everybody responding. We are mid. (laughs) And it's Ricky saying worse than good or bad. They are mid. That is oftentimes the worst place to be. Um, Let's see. But rarely at
1: once. Like, yes. it's good. And then bad. I know it like averages it's... out
0: to mid. Right. Because like there's been there's been teams that I think of for, for streaks, right? Like the Penguins back in the day under Bilesma, right? They'd win like all the games every March and they'd go on some massive long win streak, but they didn't have losing streaks like this. Like their whole season wasn't built around being streaky the way this Kraken team is. No. Um. Let's see. This was a very offensive effort by the Kraken. I, for one, was was highly offended. <laughs> yes. Edward. Of course, is good. Um. Let's see. Yeah, I would agree with this too. It's boring hockey. I mean, we talked about that already, but like, i kind of needs to be talked about again. That's another thing you don't want to be. You don't want to be boring, right? Are, like, are you we, in the?
1: Are you in the camp, Dylan? If you're gonna lose, like, lose exciting?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's absolutely the way you do it because you know what? It's entertaining for fans. And at the end of the day, that's yeah. what you need, right? If it keeps the fan base engaged, right? Look at Anaheim the last couple of years. Yeah, I know their attendance isn't like great, but it's never great, right? <laughs> Even when they're winning, it's not great. Um, but they at least have like a really dedicated core group of fans that are excited to go to every game because yeah, they know that team's most likely gonna lose, but you might see Trevor Ziegris do something.
1: Yeah. That's a no, good I mean, reason that, to go to a game,
0: yeah. right? It, and and yeah. because they're losing, it just means the tickets cheaper to see it. Yeah. Although right?
1: it's it's tough too, because when the Kraken were playing at their very best this season, they were playing boring hockey.
0: That is true. Well, but they have, have to, to because again, they don't have a dynamic like superstar player who's gonna be flashy, right? Like their their whole thing is just built around depth kind of beating you into submission. Do you so do you think that Haxtell kind
1: of needs to reinstill that mindset? Yeah, like, well, that's really what I was soon. That, that like, earlier. look, guys, let's be honest with ourselves about who we are. We are not going to score four goals a game. We're mm-hmm. just not going to do it. We can't do right. it. Given how we're built. We got to make sure we allow two or fewer or else we're not going to win games.
0: Right. Yeah. No, that's what I was saying earlier, right? Like the coaching staff needs to shake things up. They need to change what they're doing and change how they are approaching the game. That is what they have to do. And yes, I think it it makes sense to do that. We're not scoring. But hey, for the first time in franchise history, we got a a goaltender with a 920 save percentage. Maybe we shift and play around that. Right. Like, I think that that would be the way to go the rest of the way. What do you have to lose?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, really, nothing. (laughs) Although you know who has no problem scoring, the Firebirds. Apparently, Jen letting us know it's now four nothing,
0: Coachella Valley. Let's go, let's go. Good, good stuff from them. They are so much fun to watch. Yeah, no, they in the second period. Yep, no, they're so they're so solid. Oh, good, 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 even better. Um, (laughs) let's see. I don't think they can afford to wait for the deadline uh from viren yeah if they were looking to add you you i would add early i think that's always the appropriate thing to do much like with what they did with tatar right they added him extremely early and Um, with
1: these games coming like you need that player for you know as much as you can get like again if you're a team that's locked into a playoff spot doesn't hurt you to wait right you're you've got your standings but for the kraken you could use that guy
0: yeah but again
1: yeah go ahead
0: well i was gonna say again though are you are you really like going for that like
1: no i'm not no i'm not i'm saying if you're gonna add doing it soon makes sense Yeah, i wouldn't you know super chat from light though uh saying logan morrison currently on hat trick watch by the way
0: good for him that's fun yeah Yeah, yes, good for him for sure um let's see what has this team shown us to make us believe they can turn things around nine game win streak to then play terrible again well other than just history would tell us that you know they're they're due for a nine game you know win streak again
1: yeah as Something weird as similar. it is i don't know i i felt more hopeless after their last long losing streak than i do now mm-hmm. like as far yeah. as their prospects of turning it around
0: yeah no i think so um like i'll be real i remember this exact same talk last february so i'm not uh fully of the belief they can't get it together and sneak in when the whole west uh is an inconsistent nightmare yeah but again they were they had they had a cushion last year mm-hmm. that they don't have this year. That's the difference. They would yeah. need to turn it on. At this point, you need to turn it on and never let up. Right. That's yeah, the basically. <laughs> like that's the difference. I mean,
1: yeah. Cause I mean last year they were I I it's been a while since we've looked up what their record was at this point of the season last year. I feel like we were doing that all the time early in the season yeah. when we were feeling very doom and gloom and like, okay, yeah. let's compare it. Right. Um what like February? So Anyway, I'll do some quick math. Okay. You can hold yeah, it down do that because I want
0: to read this one from B. I mean, realistically, even if they manage to pull off another miracle win streak to get into the playoffs, they're still probably going to be a quick first round exit, given how mid and streaky they've been. Unless the streak is good, right? Like you look at that at the level that Joey was playing at during their point streak that I we've seen teams go to the Stanley Cup finals, getting that level of goaltending performance, right? Like that is what playoff hockey oftentimes gets built around right like there's so many teams you could point to and just point to well they were the streaky team and so that is one of the things that does give me hope should they get to the playoffs is if they get on the right side of the streakiness they can at least get a a round win or two in and then you know who knows how long that actually lasts right like i would winning four rounds probably a stretch for this team i will give you that (laughs) But I think that it could end up in a similar spot to last year where you're able to get out of the first round and then maybe the difference becomes you don't have a superstar you can lean on if things start to turn for you.
1: Right. And this team we've talked about, they are built for the playoffs. You just have to be able to get there. Like, especially if you're going to the playoffs on a streak where you're playing well. And, And the number one thing that matters in any playoff series ever is a hot goalie. And Mm -hmm. we know Joey Decord can play lights out. So, no, if they make it into the playoffs, I actually kind of like their chances of of a first round upset. And, you know, who knows how far they could go. It's just all about getting there.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Um, Lindsay, over under on Philip Grubauer starts the rest of the year. Is he the league's most expensive backup goalie right now? Well, no, in the sense that, like, Jack Campbell is in the, the AHL. (laughs) <laughs> so he's yeah I guess well maybe then he doesn't qualify as a backup um over under on Grubauer starts look it's just going to come down to who's playing better right Hackstall's going to go with the guy that is playing better at any given time who- whoever has got the hot streak I I like the idea of you know kind of probably realistically but given how they've played this year and everything what do you think we see Grubauer get every third game
1: yeah. I mean, let's say there's 31 games left. Yeah, so, so that get, every third but, game would be roughly 10.
0: Yeah. So figure 10 and a half to set the over under maybe 11 and a half to set the over under.
1: Yeah. Sounds about
0: right. Yeah. If I have to give you a number, Lindsay, I think something around there.
1: Yeah. Um, and then via coming in here, uh, I got about the same time as I did 29, 18 and five through February 10th of last year. I just went by number of games played, but mm-hmm. if you look at points through 51 games, cause that's where the Kraken are at right now uh, this year, they got 52 points. As we know last mm-hmm. year, they had 63 points. So 11 more points by this number of games. So that is a sizable cushion there.
0: Yeah, that's a huge difference. I mean, uh, you add that on to what the Kraken are at right now and they would be in third place in the division. They'd be above the Oilers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you
1: feel differently. yeah you are Above the Oilers. Yeah,
0: it's yeah, very very different. So, yeah, uh, Julia, I'd say Travis connectney is more of a star than anyone we have. Um, I probably agree with that. I mean, do the uh, Jared McCann, right? Like Jared
1: he, McCann. McCann's more of McCann's a star McCann. more of a star. Well,
0: like he has more yeah. upside goal wise. Like, because that's what makes connectney good is that he's he's a rock solid twenty five goal guy mccann right. is a rock solid 30 35 goal guy yeah so, and, and connect
1: brings a bit more of an edge and you know that stuff but yeah. as far as just star power but mccann brings McCann.
0: yeah but mccann you know he can play them pk and can shift to center yeah. when you need him to and stuff so yeah and the by point end point jack campbell is cheaper than grubauer i was thinking that too i know but the fact that he's like not even nhl roster worthy i figured outweighs the the small difference in price there because it's it's how much is the difference there is it Point I think it's point. Four. I
1: think Campbell's five even
0: and Grubauer's five point. Uh, I thought so. I thought Campbell was almost five, a million. Five. I thought Campbell was five five. So I'm like, I I'd offset that.
1: I mean, I'm just going off of memory, so I could be wrong, but yeah. I'm pretty
0: sure he's five even. Yeah. Uh has got an assist in that Coachella game, by the way. <laughs> Love it. Call oh, up
1: Driggs. Man. Just have him play. It's
0: like, I don't know. you know. Joey can be the goalie. but He's the guy to break the puck out of the net. We need Chris yeah, have, him,
1: have him score, yeah. Make
0: it out of the zone, I mean. Um, let's see. Absurdly saying, money, no object, and no cap considerations. What one player would you bring in to fix this team for this season?
1: Well, I mean, if you can grab anybody... <laughs> I, I mean, say, it's got to be Connor McDavid.
0: Uh, yeah, Connor McDavid would be the guy. You know, Sidney Crosby, Nathan mckinnon like these—these would be the people. Um, I think again, if you're talking about people who would realistically be available, again, we probably come back to Jake Gensel. Although, again, if you're if you're saying money's no object, no cap considerations, you could go offer sheet Pedersen like anything. Yeah, yeah, anything. <laughs>
1: just as <laughs> long yeah
0: yeah petter petterson come the off season and and you try to take him away from vancouver i think would be the person
1: yeah pretty much
0: um let's see uh done in his angry...
1: proposing austin matthews instead
0: and i know you'd be sympathetic to that i mean look he would score goals right like he says what we're they talking about the Kraken needing one more goal a game that's basically just austin matthews <laughs> like <laughs> Well, and I do, I do think there's something to the fact like we were talking about Jake Gensel, right? Part of, part of why I think Jake Gensel works having watched him basically his whole career in Pittsburgh is the fact that not only is he getting, you know, he's the beneficiary of plays coming from Sidney Crosby, right? Passes coming from Crosby or or Malkin or whatever. It's the fact that defenses have to be looking at somebody else right? Jake mm-hmm. Gensel very rarely is the number one priority when he's out there. And so he's able then to create mismatches for himself because he is a skilled player. Like he's definitely a skilled player in his own right. He would be putting up Pascal Dupuis numbers if he wasn't, right? <laughs> like he would, that that's the level of just riding Crosby's coattails. He's obviously above that. But I do wonder with guys like Matty Beniers. Right. Last year, Maddie Beneers was not the focal point that defenses were focused on. But you win the Calder trophy and you come in the next year, you're the focal point that defenses are focused on. Right? Like I feel like that has been part of Maddie's problem this year. And at least in his sophomore season, he's not good enough to overcome that. But if you bring in somebody else who is a name and you stick him on his wing, all of a sudden now Maddie gets to take advantage of mismatches again because he's not the focal point. He's not getting the double team or something like that. Right. And so I feel like that is something beneficial. Of, you know, in addition, if you were to add an Austin Matthews or whatever, not only does he himself produce more than anybody on the team, he allows other guys around him to produce more.
1: Exactly. And that's why I've kind of been harping on it over and over again. That's kind of what the Kraken have to find a way to do
0: this offseason. Yeah, Um, that Kraken fan page official with a, a super chat here. Would you say Chris played a mentor, maybe even fatherly role for Joey and his progress becoming one of the best goalies in the league? I would say
1: like certainly with the spirit of it. Yes. I mean, Chris Drieger was so supportive in that time where he was up here and, and Joey was really having that best stretch of his career. Um, and it was on the ice. It was off the ice. It was in the locker room. I mean, Dregs just could not have been happier for Joey Decord and all the success he was having. And I mean, that's really tough when it's, you know, you're a goalie who's trying to fight his way back into the NHL and you just want chances to show what you can do. And this guy in front of you is playing so well that you don't get those chances. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, personally, you are kind of losing out on something, but you would never tell by by Drieger's attitude and his demeanor and everything. I mean, just so professional. I, and I think that's something we, you know, we really ought to respect about him. And he's going to be an easy guy to root for wherever he is next year.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's it's going to be unfortunate losing uh, him from the organization for sure. Um, who can we steal from the Firebirds to help scoring without disrupting their development from Habak? That's a good question. I mean, you could uh, McCormick, right? Like uh, he's one of the names that would come to mind.
1: I'm they, just going to the Firebird stats page and trying to sort by goals here.
0: Right. Like obviously long-term you'd love to give the minutes to Shane, get him more NHL yeah. experience, all that stuff. But yeah, you know, if, if you're not giving him the top six role, you're hurting his development. Um, I, I have, I was a fan of Logan Morrison when I, when I saw him Uh the one Coachella Valley game I was at in person. I really enjoyed what I saw from him. I like Cameron Hughes a lot too. Like I think he could be a fun player just in this group. Like you need somebody to help kind of change just everybody's attitudes like on a dime. I feel like adding Cameron Hughes to the group would do that.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, I think he'd be a fun guy to have around. He hasn't really gotten a shot um, at the NHL level, I think. Right. No, he he has two games with the Boston Bruins.
0: Yeah. But, but like, so he would be somebody again, is he, he's not going to help the scoring output probably all that much, but if he changes the way the team is playing to go in a more gritty direction to try to, you know, create goals in that regard he might like yeah. that's what and, I'm thinking
1: yeah and Jen Jen agreeing here I would love to see Hughesy up here and I know Jen watches a ton of Firebirds games so yeah. yeah she'd have a good read on that but yeah I'm just sorting by goals here it's McCormick number one right to Winterton three and then Hughes number four so yeah if you're Not going to try and mess with development. How old is he? He's 26. So yeah, Yeah, don't have to worry about that. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. And again, if the team has to go in the direction of scoring gritty, he would be the guy in my mind. Him. He would be the one to bring up Um, light with the super chat. My hot take scratch. Tana put Yanni on the wing. Call up Shane. Want to send a message to the locker room? That'll do it. It would, it, yeah, it would send a hell of a message to him. It would.
1: I, problem is, you're still limited on that timer for how long you can have Shane up here. You've only got so many you more six games. games. Yeah, you got six games. Is this the time? I mean, I, I don't mind if this is the <laughs> time not? that you want to burn him. But the problem is, what if it works and what if it, things turn around and he helps you? Like a lot. What if he looks like you can't send him back down?
0: Well, then you're probably. I mean, do you going just to take the dubs? Yeah, then yeah, you're probably but, going to the playoffs, right?
1: I really don't. Yes, but I, do you really want to burn like I, a year of his ELC? Yes, I,
0: if you're the team, you do, because the financials say that you have to.
1: Well, yeah, the 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 team financials, the season ticket holder financials yes, I, say I, you I have know, to. I know the cap management going. says you really shouldn't. But.
0: Yes, I know where you're going with the general manager brain and all of that stuff, and you are correct. In a vacuum, that would be the way to do it, but this it's not a vacuum.
1: I mean, heck, if they, well, I mean, Dylan, if they go six and oh, like, let's say six and oh, and he looks great. Like, is that still enough? Like, are you even in a playoff spot at that point?
0: You're probably like back to where you were when you were like kind of tied with all those teams up there. Well, that's
1: when you have to make that call. I know. (laughs) Are you, are you then making that call to burn the year? No matter what.
0: I asked the sales, I asked the sales department to see how many Shane Wright jerseys have sold. Okay that's, that's the on the fence tiebreaker you go and you ask and you say if uh season ticket sales have gone up because he's been there and he's scoring and everybody wants to see him right like yeah. that's that's but i i know i know you're laughing but that's exactly what this situation what that is but you know it like that's how no i work. know i
1: know this is how teams that's, look i know this is how this what stuff it is. works
0: <sighs> Lindsay, can we do a total switcheroo and call up the entire firebirds team send down the entire kraken team i want to see some more goals could you imagine RJ? yeah just just try that for you a would few see games. you would see more goals although i think you'd probably see them at the coachella valley level if that was the case
1: yeah yeah probably probably yeah you'd see more goals there and you might see more goals uh, you know against in the the new kraken
0: games yes um <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Is there an argument that it's better to sell early in terms of return or do people get desperate and overpay at the deadline? It can be. I think like because obviously we saw the two big deals already happen, right? Sean Monaghan to Winnipeg for a first and a conditional third and then um, the, the Lindholm deal to Vancouver. In that sense, it benefits the Kraken being... A team that waited to sell because now Wenberg would probably be the top centerman on the market, right? The other two have already gone. He's the one left. So if there are teams desperate that still want to do something, they have to go to you. On the flip side, if the market was only Winnipeg and Vancouver, then you missed it and there is no market left. And so you're the desperate team trying to sell and you take less value. So you'd have to know the, the overall scheme of it.
1: Right. There's a different dynamic every year based on how many teams feel that they're in it. This year, one thing that's abundantly clear is it's very much a seller's market. Yeah. So, I mean, the Kraken can afford to wait as long as they're going to wait uh, to trade these guys before the deadline. There's always going to be a big demand for centers this year because so many teams think they still got a shot. The Kraken being one of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, Edward, I don't want to wait for the deadline to be over. I want to know right now what it will be. I don't want to wait for the deadline to be over. Will the Kraken sell or will we be sorry? <laughs> I love the songs, man. They're so good. Um, oh, man. Uh, let's see. You, you wait to sell the teams and fill their needs uh, from On the Onslaught there. Answering that. Um, let's see. Uh, Well, Jack Campbell is apparently doing well at the AHL level. I mean, I'm happy for him turning it around, but also he should be. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I still
1: rather have Grubauer.
0: Yeah. Um, Let's see. We should put two goalies out during the PK. Let them because then, you know, they just stand like this. RJ take up the entire Mm -hmm. net. You can't score on them.
1: Yeah, you got to get Helberg back for that. You know, the famous picture of him and Grubauer.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, just because we're in the second half of things like 10 minutes left of this. And it's when we always get silly. The NHL, RJ, you know, as yeah. well as I do, their official rule book, tons and tons of loopholes. Right. They worked when they wrote this thing, they, they assumed people just wouldn't do certain things. And then the NHL in the last 20 years has just never thought to ever go in and update things. Is there a specific rule that says you can't have two goaltenders on the ice at the same time?
1: I I believe there was not for a surprisingly long time, and then somebody tried it. If I remember my history, was right.
0: that was that one of the um, was it Pat Quinn who like did a bunch of those, or no? I think it, wasn't, it might be one of the or it, it wasn't him. It was um oh my gosh, who was the Oilers coach? Not um, Slater. Not Slater. Um, wasn't there another Oilers coach? Like maybe not before that. There was somebody who like there's more rules created for this guy because of this one coach doing stuff like that, that there was no specific rule against it. And so like after the game, they would just create rules because of this one particular coach.
1: So the rule Um, does exist now can confirm this. Each team shall be allowed one goalkeeper on the ice at one time.
0: Okay, so it does exist now. All right. But yeah, I've I I've I just pushing. like
1: the language. The goalkeeper may be removed and another skater substituted. Such substitute shall not be permitted the privileges of the goalkeeper.
0: <laughs> you don't get the privileges. Oh my yeah, gosh.
1: No good. no kisses from Jared McCann after the game. No.
0: Nope. You don't get that. Nope oh man here here, take over for a sec because i'm determined to find this i know where to go to find it i just need to to do it
1: okay good good uh i don't remember where we were in chat so i'm just going to kind of read toward the bottom of the chat here um uh striatic roger nielsen and he was with vancouver i think
0: yes yes Um, it was it was was, okay you beat me to it cool well stratic beat you to it yes yes well that's who i
1: was talking to okay yeah there we go uh (laughs) edward there's no rule saying a dog can't play hockey
0: that's probably true.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, did did get they have it? Me. Yeah,
1: Ice Bud, Didn't they have an Air Bud movie or an Ice Bud? I know there's one where there's. I was. Well, scrolling. there was the
0: MVP movie, right? Yeah, most, most valuable, valuable primate. primate. Yes. Yes. Chimpanzee. Yeah. So there yeah. was that. Oh man, there, that's where we're at. <laughs> All right. Um, right call up could send a message from Mason. Uh, right, Winterton, bring the kids up, sell the future. Uh, from Ricky, uh,
1: Chip. Okay, but what if we put Gru in net and give Joey a skater stick and let him play the puck?
0: Yeah. Well, you can go we, the opposite way, huh? Because we would have to establish that Joey knows what a skater stick is, which I would have assumed before Philip Grubauer like two weeks ago.
1: <laughs> yeah what's this what's this (laughs) yeah although i did talk to him about that afterward and he he said he just likes to kind of check out sometimes some of the skater sticks and um but he said also he played skater until he was a teenager like before he kind of went full-time goalie so like surprisingly old right that he would still play skater so he does like to take the skater sticks out for spin every once in a while
0: yeah no that's that's good stuff there like that like that um let's see here uh yeah and feel free to throw like use this as like a a last call just throw everything back down into the bottom of chat because it'll just be easier um let's see here i will say while i'm optimistic i did say back in october i think we're just a 500 team i think we have a chance but i'm much more confident in next season from light i mean i agree with that i think next season things will be different because you're going to have cap space open up for the off season you're going to be able to use you are looking at bringing in Shane Wright and using him significantly what
1: <laughs> nothing sorry I, I just saw a comment here at the bottom
0: okay okay what if you have thoughts
1: no no i don't know this is a, a comment just but did you tell gru about the song and I didn't. And I was going to, except he he does this sometimes or he'll like mess with me to try and throw me off. And I was like, like, hey, group, because it was a few it was like a few days afterward. And I was like, hey, you know, you know, the other day when like after practice, when you found those skater sticks on the bench and he just did. He's like, what do you mean, found? <laughs> and I was yes. like, oh, God. <laughs> he's done this like a few times now and it just always like catches me off guard. And now I know to expect it, but that totally threw me off my line of questioning. And I'm like, all right, I'm not going to bring up the song, but I'm just going to be like, okay, like what was, what was up with that? Was it a cool
0: stick? Like why, you know, why are you making that face? It's I mean, yeah, I I mean, he gets to enjoy now, I guess what I've enjoyed for a long time. (laughs) That's (laughs) that's the thing. It is fun to mess with me.
1: I I get it. And he's like the nicest guy afterwards, but I realize he'll like, just (laughs) he'll always start with something like that.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's good stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, light, uh, speaking of the Firebirds are one of the best AHL teams, pretty much exclusively off rookies. Amazing sign for the future of the franchise. Yeah, I mean, yes and no, right? Like obviously Shane Wright and Ryan Winterton, they're gonna be big parts of the Kraken's future and they are they are doing significant work down there. Um, some of it though is I feel like they they were good at identifying Guys that were bottom six AHLers that needed, you know, that were kind of stuck on their teams and could come over and get, you know, more playing time and produce a little bit more. I think that with Logan Morrison and Cameron Hughes specifically, right? Like bring in bring in guys like that and bring them over and and you know put them in a spot to succeed. But I, I wouldn't say that they have like cracking, you know, long careers, you know, in their yeah, no. either. No. Um, let's see uh i asked er (laughs) her what do you mean found i know uh (laughs) i asked earlier but i'd like to hear rj and dylan's answer if kraken brass could trade last year's result for this year's would they say yes you lose the props of a year two crazy turnaround but you get to show improvement year after year trending to playoff runs I, i i have thoughts i i think yes no question they would i think i think so too yeah i i would like it's it's tough because like You'd have to explain to them, cons- like I feel like over and over that this isn't like you know you're just taking away a burden of hand. Like the results are guaranteed. Like I just well yeah having no, just having spoken with these levels of people worked for them in the past. Like that would be some that would be the barrier to the question. Yeah, <laughs> it would just be the understanding that it was guaranteed. But yes, why why wouldn't you? Right, like you would go from terrible year one to to mid year two to you know game seven of round two year three. Like that's that's perfect trajectory for you to to leverage for the future um you know within the market it's it's great storyline wise for you um yeah there's there's is only good things that can come from that
1: right and if you're trying to sell season tickets after you know a year three that was last season with all the promise Mm -hmm. in the world like absolutely why wouldn't you and then coop adding plus last year's draft was so valuable to draft high versus this year's yeah yeah
0: Yeah, that would have been a reason as well. Habak, don't laugh, but we should get Phil Kessel. Cups seem to follow him. I I would have a fun time with that. I would be totally fine with that. Um, You'd have to move up here for the rest of the season. I would, but I would. Uh, No, Uh, it's, (laughs) it's, it would be interesting. The only problem is like at some point age has to catch up with him. Right. And his workout regime specifically slash diet. Like, at some point, I have to imagine that that happens for Phil Kessel.
1: I, well, I mean, look, hot dogs don't ever, like, expire or degrade or go bad.
0: <laughs> he's so that's that's the one food that you know, last forever. Preserved. Yeah, he's I'm preserved. Just saying, I'm just saying, if this was five years ago, I'm like, absolutely. Phil Kessel is, like, one of the best ads you can have. But, like, his production has fallen off. Like, I don't know that he. this is Phil Kessel as we think of Phil Kessel realistically. Especially with right. him having not played this year yet.
1: Right. I mean, he's got over the last two seasons, which mind you are 82 game seasons because he's an Iron Man and plays every game. Yeah. Only twenty-two total goals over two seasons. Yeah. You know, that's that's not difference
0: making production. It's better than Sean Monaghan. Um <laughs> over three seasons. Uh, just saying. <laughs> Hot dogs get you cubs. We shouldn't question him. Look well, Sean up. Monahan's
1: got the hot dog thing working for him too.
0: Oh, that is true. That is a draft story for me with Sean Monahan. Yeah. Um, are you, are you, is, it, is it true though? Yeah, it's true. It's, it's yes, tough. it is. That's what I thought. All right. <laughs> I might be wrong about how much money Jack Campbell makes, but I know that. Uh, <laughs> um, That actually is the way the trajectory should have gone and you don't um face the season ticket holder problem from Sean. Agreed. Um, i saying this is one reason why I'm not impatient with this team. It's only year three, agreed. I mean, like that is still part of it, like long term wise. Um, it is only year three. The way you develop superstars and, and those kinds of game breaking players is by drafting and developing them, right? And you've, yes, you had Maddie, and he looked great last year. He's going through the sophomore slump this year, but you still got Shane coming. You've got Riker just starting at the NHL level for you, right? There's so many other prospects up and down that we've seen are are starting to develop and come into their own like a ryan winterton with what he's doing his rookie season in coachella valley like so much of what the the groundwork that the kraken have laid these first three years is just not there yet for them to take advantage of right but that is also sports and especially in hockey there's a lot of times where as a general manager as a coach you can put in that work you can have the best draft classes but then if the team at the top doesn't perform well you don't get to reap those rewards right the next guy gets to take credit for that
1: (laughs) yep it's a cruel business sometimes it's it
0: can be really tough so in that sense i mean it's just it's just kind of built in the the impatience is just kind of built into things sometimes um if you sign him, you can't scratch him. That is true. That's the other aspect of Phil Kessel. <laughs> As Bryce brings up.
1: Rumor is what? That he said he'd be willing to accept the Iron Man streak ending.
0: Yeah. Well, and why wouldn't you? Like, yeah. At this point. it's If you want to be playing, then that's the price to play. You you take it. Um, uh, Viaren, they haven't drafted superstars and aren't set up to do so, though good players, yes. Shane Wright would be the exception, right? You're talking about a fourth overall pick. I mean, technically, there's still time for Matty Beniers. I just don't think he was ever offensively a superstar. He's just more of a complete guy. Um, but Shane Wright would be the one, right? If he right. can if he can come in, like, I still see no reason why he couldn't turn into a 30-plus goal scorer, given his shot, given where he plays, um, you know, net front and how he likes to work around the slot and, and accept passes from behind the net and stuff. Like, those are things that play. Uh, he needed to get more aggressive. It seems like he has done so at the AHL level, right? Like now I'm not saying he's going to jump in next year and be a 30 goal scorer, but I think that that's one where, you know, year, year three in the NHL for him, you might see him become that.
1: Yeah. I think it's certainly something he could grow into. He's got the tools.
0: Yeah. Um, are there any prospects on other teams that we could trade some future draft picks for guys that will be NHL ready sooner than someone drafting this year? I mean, there's definitely a lot of them. The problem is teams don't really ever like to move those guys. I guess one guy would have been Cutter Gauthier who yep. was on the market, right? And and, and, and that's Trinana. the other
1: difficult thing when we talk about this is that usually when those guys are available, it's kind of behind the scenes and you don't really know about it until yeah. a move happens.
0: Yeah so it's it's one of those um yeah i
1: want to get to this one from jake just so we kind of skipped over but like any thoughts on cole lind is he just a tweener kind of player um i mean you know he put up good numbers in coachella valley last year i I think he is kind of a tweener look probably more Mm -hmm. on the ahl side he had a chance to kind of jump up and grab an nhl job this year in training camp he had the opportunity he just didn't look good like he Mm -hmm. he he didn't take that chance. And sometimes all you have is that one chance and, you know, he hasn't really, you know, kind of been heard from sense aside from the one game he was called up for. But yeah, I just think that's, and he's not like scoring out of his mind in the, you know, in the AHL, right. Mm-mm.
0: I mean, so. he's having, he's putting together a good season, 39 points in 43 games, 30 assists in 43 games. Like he's, he's a great setup, man, but yeah, he's, he's at this point when you get to 25, 26 right like the writings on the wall basically right where you're at at that point is basically where you're gonna be at very few yeah. guys like go from that point on and then you know make it right like even even goaltenders which is a, a late blooming position right that's one of the things around joey that's such a story right this is the fact is his age and with all that happening so um i, I think with colin right now there i i'm sure there are teams right if you were to trade him to the Blackhawks organization, he'd probably be playing on that NHL team. Right? Yeah. Like within certain organizations he would be a regular NHLer. Um but just not in this one and probably not in most. Yeah, I agree with that. Is the the brutally honest take on it. Um let's see um, so like in four years, assuming they don't burn a year this year, we might have one star by run, uh, talking about the Shane Wright thing. Yeah. But that's, that's, I mean, that's traditionally how the whole expansion thing worked, right? Like that is, that is the way it went. And you could argue with Vegas until they traded for Jack Eichel, they didn't have a superstar or, or Mark stone, right? Like those were the things that gave them theirs.
1: Right. And and with an expansion team, look, you don't have any of those giant contracts from those players already. You have the cap space in the room to bring in guys like a Mark Stone, who they went and extended or a Jack Eichel. And that really is just the missing piece for this Kraken team. You have to bring in a star from outside that's not drafted. Mm-hmm. That's the reality of the expansion draft. When you start out good, like Vegas did, like Seattle is, you know, has now been you just have to, you know, to make it work, and there are stars available every now and again. You just have to get the right one.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it's just the way it is, and and you have to be involved when they hit the market, right? Like yeah, when when Jack Eichel is is out there, you you do whatever it takes to get him, and you and you bet on the neck surgery and all of that stuff, right? You take those chances. That's just it. Uh, that's what makes it so difficult. And that's that's why you see teams behave the way they do, right? There is a reason why the only effective rebuilding strategy in the NHL is to tank for multiple seasons and have multiple top five draft picks because it's the only proven method to make it happen. That's it. Yeah. So that's the, the brutal reality of it, like, really. Just nothing, and that's a, a lot of pain involved
1: else. in doing that.
0: Yeah, there's just nothing else, unfortunately, and and it yeah. just it sucks. And, you know, your fans aren't going to be as engaged because the team's just going to be bad for several years. But that's the way it is. And and we're seeing teams choose to do that right now, and they'll be better for it in the long run. Chicago, yeah. Anaheim, presumably San Jose, they're earlier on in that process. But like, that's that's just the realities of it. Yeah. And it's like saying, yes, it sometimes doesn't work. It's true. Plenty of examples of it not working as well. He's talking about Buffalo. Like it's 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 tough. It's really really tough. But I mean, and we've yet to see turnover from the existing like sustained good teams having to go over right. Like Tampa is just finally starting to get to that point where maybe some guys stammer like right going over yeah. the thoughts. But but like you know Chicago would be the the example. Right. Chicago was a dynasty, you know, quote unquote, a cup era dynasty that won the three Stanley Cups. And now look at where they're at. Right. Once those guys leave, you start over and you start over the hard way. Just the way they built it. Taze, I think, was third overall in his draft. Patrick Kane first overall in his draft. Right. Like, that's just what it takes.
1: Yeah. You need those top draft picks and and a few others to really pan out. Well, Duncan Keith, the bread Seabrook, you know, and
0: yeah. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's just it's just the way it is. That's the way it is in a league where you have 32 organizations and only one can win.
1: Right, it's, it's <laughs> that whole
0: like classic there's always 31 losers every year like just because there has to be. And and that's one of the ways of doing it. So, I know that's not like great talked about to talk about or to to maybe end on, but uh so let's let's end on this instead, RJ. Speaking of thoughts on re-signing Tatar from Jake. Um,
1: I don't, I don't think there's going to be, I guess if he, if he'd sign cheap, I think he could be a good bargain signing if he's willing to sign on a cheap one-year deal. And, you know, maybe he likes the fit here. And I I do like the chemistry that he's shown with Matty Beniers. Um, but certainly if he's going to want, you know, going to want more money or a longer term deal. No, I mean, just the way I've mapped it out too, is if you're bringing in a star player, if Shane Wright's coming up, if you're, you know, leaving us not leaving a spot, but say Winterton really outperforms and he earns a fourth line role or something. Mm-hmm. There's just not a lot of space among this forward group. So many of them are still under contract for next year. Really? It's just Eberly and Wenberg that are, that are leaving you and Wenberg will be replaced by Shane, Wright. That's a given. And there's really yeah. only one spot available. Eberly's that, you know, should be replaced by a star forward. So I right. just, you know, there's not a ton of room for him.
0: Yeah. Well then, I mean, you do have like Tatar's spot, <laughs> but yeah, that's the, that's yeah. I know where but, you're coming from. um I would say that though that he has signaled that he will is willing to take a cheaper one-year deal because that's the deal he's on. He signed a one-year right. 1. 1.5 deal, so I, I would assume that he would be okay with that, given he just did that.
1: Yeah, something similar. Certainly, if you have the cap space left over, I've got no problem
0: with it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, there you go, everybody. Uh, we got we got lots more Kraken hockey to look forward to though. I know you know we're talking about like long term stuff here, but the Kraken are right back at it on Monday. Gonna be right back at it on Tuesday, and you can join RJ at that South Lake Union location at Flatstick Pub to watch that game at four thirty, and and you know hop on for post game live later and all that great stuff if you're in the area. So. um, Definitely want to want to shout that out one more time, because, again, we really want a strong showing for that. It would mean a lot uh, to us uh, if we were able to get that. And then, yeah, we'll we'll see how the Kraken do against the Devils on Monday, RJ.
1: Yeah, good news. Chance to get right back at it. Two games it is. coming yeah. up and, uh, you know, you could turn those two around and it's a, it's a different conversation.
0: Yeah, no, definitely get to get to build some momentum here. I think that would be some good stuff. And uh, uh, yes, congratulations, Light by the way.
1: Yeah, congrats uh, light. Awesome. Yeah,
0: that's great stuff. So, um all right everybody, we will see you all next time.